Hi, you're listening to a bonus episode of Disconnect, the Outdoor Education Podcast. I'm your host, Joël Charrière, and I wanted to take the opportunity tonight to discuss briefly what COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus, is teaching us about the importance of outdoor education. As I'm sure all of you are well aware, we are officially now in a pandemic and many jurisdictions are closing schools down, are seeing all sorts of behaviors. Many of you have likely gone grocery shopping and seen that there is no toilet paper to be found. I went tonight and saw that uh, there was an absolute shortage of uh, fresh vegetables and fruit. Many aisles were empty. Certainly all of the frozen vegetables were absolutely wiped off the shelves. There was uh, no eggs, a real shortage of cheese, and it really feels, uh, at least it felt to me, like one of those apocalyptic movie scenes where, you know, you see people walking around through the grocery store and, of course, everything is empty and, and there's zombies coming after you and whatnot. And I wanted to take the opportunity to to discuss things on two fronts. Uh, if you listened to the first episode, you may have overheard or at a glance heard that before being a teacher, I was in fact a paramedic. And uh, I was a paramedic actually during the, the SARS outbreak. Um, so I, I saw kind of from the medical side what happened then. And uh, some of that mirrors what I'm seeing now. Of course, this is much more widespread than what I had seen back then. But uh, some of those behaviors and some of those inherent fears are basically the same. And the reason I think that this relates to outdoor ed is that some of those perhaps less endearing behaviors that we're seeing uh, on behalf of some people. So here we're talking about selfishness, profiteering, uh, absolute fear of their neighbors, kind of this feeling of impending doom and that everybody's out to get you or that, you know, the, the person looking at you is going to infect you. And of course, all of this is just pure nonsense. Uh, first, we have to understand that uh, COVID-19 is, is, a contact, or is contagious through droplets, meaning that people have to sneeze you know kind of right in your direction or you have to come and talk direct contact with your with other people's bodily fluids who are themselves contagious and so you know from a scientific point of view it it strikes me as odd but if we look at it from more of a a social perspective uh, it's easy to understand why people are scared I myself am scared for perhaps my parents who are part of that older demographic you know the 50 plus uh, demographic tends to be more at risk than the under 50 demographic I'm afraid for my children as are all the parents listening to this show so why does why does this fit into outdoor ed how does outdoor ed help in these situations and the reason outdoor ed is important is that in no other school course do we have the opportunity to teach such a great Uh, It's such a great kind of level of accountability and community. I really feel that by bringing students out into the wilderness, we can help them. uh, We can at least put them in situations where we're asking them to work as a community. We're asking them to do uh, one task or one job that will have a benefit for the greater good. 
Uh, an example of this is when we're setting up camp, and this would be for a more advanced outdoor ed or potentially scout leaders who are taking students on overnight trips. If you are having to set up camp and you're having some people put up tents, some people get water, some people might be, uh, you know, setting up, a, uh, finding a place for bear bags or food storage. Basically, we're creating a community where every member is going to have a very specific task that will have a direct impact on the greater good for the entire community. And what we're seeing in society right now is that this is kind of falling apart. Uh, I just read an article today about a Vancouver couple who refer to themselves as hustlers and are effectively profiteering off of this crisis situation and they've gone from Costco to Costco in all the different suburbs in the Vancouver area and wiped them all out of Lysol wipes. They then go on Amazon and sell them at a giant markup and sure stores can regulate this government might be able to legislate this I, I understand that there are some U.S. states where once they go into a state of emergency they can actually uh, regulate uh, inventory and, and pricing and, and other such things. Uh, I don't think it should be up to uh, the industry to regulate or the government to regulate. I, I think in a, in a healthy community where people look out for each other, they understand that the vulnerable sector, so we're talking elderly, people who are uh, socially isolated, these people are also in need of, of, of Lysol wipes or toilet paper, or all these things that we're seeing kind of fly off the shelves. And by themselves, the, the profiteers, um, basically wiping out the, the market and, and reestablishing this secondary false market with a, with a giant markup, they are actually hindering, they're, they're hurting directly the people who are most at risk by not allowing them to access these resources. Not everybody who needs Lysol wipes is going to have access to them if they don't have internet or a Prime account on Amazon or anything that, that would allow them to get, to get these resources. People who have a strong sense of community are less likely to do that. People who feel that their actions have a direct impact on others are less likely to become those profiteers. People who feel that their actions have a direct impact on others are likely to step up to the plate and help. They're likely going to be the people who aren't going to go to a, a public institution and try to walk away with all of the masks or steal some of the, the toilet paper or any other, any other supplies that might come in. And at the point where we are now, which is at the very early stages of the pandemic, I feel that it's telling. It's very telling of how our society has grown up. It's obvious that at some point, uh, some people have stopped feeling that they are members of a greater community and that their actions have immediate impacts on their neighbors, or they've stopped seeing their neighbors as people that are deserving of their help. And this is where I believe that outdoor education, more than any other program in the public school system, has the ability to teach and to foster that community relationship building by helping members see that not only do their actions help others, but that others' actions help them and that together we are more than the sum of our parts. And so my appeal to you tonight is 
you know, in the context of where we are right now in in March 2020 with COVID-19 seemingly having a rampage across the entire world, I want us all to, to check ourselves. First of all, go for a nature walk. The trees will not give you coronavirus. Go for a walk. Check yourself. Get some nature time. It'll be good for your soul. It'll be good for your health. And then when you get back in your classroom, ask yourself, is my outdoor education or is my teaching fostering community? And if it's not, my challenge to you is to get your class outside and ask them to do a communal task. So we're going to ask each kid to do something different that together will make a beautiful whole. Don't ask them what they are taking. Ask them what they are giving to the community. Thanks for listening to tonight's bonus episode of Disconnect, the Outdoor Education Podcast. If you like the content I'm producing, please subscribe and share it with your friends. It would help me tremendously. So until next time, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and make sure you get plenty of fresh air.